Welcome back to the Double I Show Fantasy Island, where we got you covered for everything fantasy. I'm Bombo here with Sweet T and R.W. King, and we will be going through our starts. Sit your ass on the bench and waiver wire pickups for week 12. Let me start off in this segment by letting everybody know last week, I shit and sat back in it. I told you guys to start Melvin Gordon against the Raiders, and of course, Raiders played inspired ball and got Melvin Gordon excommunicated out of the league. Cut. This guy, I, I think this it was a home game, and I think he might have walked to his house. Yeah, so sometimes we get them right, sometimes we get them wrong, but that's in the all in the spirit of playing. We're here to have fun. Come on, Bombo. You know they called him an Uber, bro. Yeah, you got it. You got, they, hopefully. They, they didn't want him on the bus. So you know what? Hey, Melvin, just so you know, there's an Uber coming for you, bro. Don't even go in that way on the bus. <laughs> go out that door. For you. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're a classy organization, Doc. They hooked them up with an Uber, bro. Come on, Doc. Well, hopefully this week, the gentleman and I can give you guys some better advice than that. But sometimes we hit, sometimes we miss, and we just try to do what we can for the listeners and do what we can for our teams. So, But we go down swinging, bro. Every time. We go down swinging, all right? Yeah, I I ain't going up there looking at strike three, Doug. No (laughs) way. I'm going down swinging, bro. So, King, let us know who you're swinging, who's doing the swinging for your team, who's a must-start for you in Week 12. Well, first of all, I want to wish everyone happy Thanksgiving. It's happy Thanksgiving week. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. You know, gobble, gobble. It's fucking the best time of the year where there's three games on a fucking weekday. I love it. But I think this week it's going to be, you know, there's some good matchups out there. But, you know, I had to pick a matchup where I looked at it and said, okay, look, who's been sort of not, I'm not going to say struggling, but he hasn't been really doing what he's supposed to be doing. And I think it's a good chance to really, when guys are thinking, okay, maybe I'm not going to play him. He got a little banged up a couple weeks ago. This last weekend, he got fucking WWE suplexed. But my start of the week is going to be Damian Pierce from the Houston Texans. Damian Pierce, pretty solid. So you, I know everyone's got him in there and their lineups probably already or they're, Unless they're stacked, they don't really know, but play him. He's playing Miami. Miami, to me, Miami's going to get a big lead on him. But the thing about Houston is they don't go away from what they do. It doesn't matter they're down a touchdown, down two touchdowns. They don't start slinging the ball all over. And then this week it came out that Davis Mills got benched. So they got a new quarterback in there. They're going to protect him a little bit more and just continue running the ball 20 to 25 times. Damian Pierce, great, solid pickup. If you guys got him, you know, in the draft, if you guys traded for him, even better. But my must start, Damian Pierce against the Miami Dolphins this week, week 12, Thanksgiving week. Nice. I think he is due for a bounce back. And we've been saying it all year. Damian Pierce is that offense. And if you're going to take a little bit of pressure off of the new starting quarterback, Kyle Allen, tank season. I think giving Damian Pierce the run and just letting him take care of taking most of the the run of that offense and and really being the engine that'll get anything. If they're going to get yards, they're going to get it from Damian Pierce. They just need to get him more involved in the passing game for all of our PPR players out there. And then, I mean, I mean, reality though, guys, we we didn't really talk up Davis Mills ever at any point. We ever. knew what he was. Everyone knew what he was. I don't know why they just didn't let him finish the season. I mean, really, what I mean, how what are you really trying to get here? What are you trying to do? Lovey. Yeah. Lovey's lovey. trying to save his job. Yeah, but I mean, you want that the best pick possible to get the best quarterback possible, right? 
Isn't that what you've been working this for? What you well, traded that's they're Watson for? And now you get the pick. You got another first round pick. You're going to build your team up this year. Right? I mean, that's what it's all about. It happens like that. Yeah. I don't know, much. man. I mean, I'm just saying. I don't know about that, but I, I still think Damian Pierce is going to get, he just gets his. They never go away from it. He's going to run the ball 25 times Sunday. Lock him up. Chain him up. Good to go. Must start. Suplexed and all. Suplexed <laughs> and all. All right, T, let us know who you got as your must start for week 12. All right, so my week 12 must start has got to be Tony Pollard. Guys, this guy's going up against the Giants coming in week 12. The Giants run defense is, they got torched by Detroit last week. I I mean, I, I love this, right? In their first meeting against the Giants, Pollard had 13 carries for 105 yards. This guy is a solid RB2. The only reason why I would say he's not an RB1 because he's really right now in a borderline RB1 is the fact that Zeke is the goal line guy and he gets the bulk of those goal line carries. If Zeke wasn't in the picture or if they just were giving Pollard more reps and getting him that goal line look, this guy's an RB1 all day long in your lineup. Tony Pollard against the Giants must start. Rack him. Yeah, for sure. Gentlemen, we can just we can play the 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 same game here. And if you think of Tony Pollard's usage, and hopefully the Cowboys. We always say it every week. These are guys that get paid way more money than us. Hopefully they see that they're winning games because Tony Pollard is getting big run. Where do you guys have Tony Pollard rest of season? And who who would you guys take over Tony Pollard? I'll start off. Are we taking Tony Pollard rest of season over DeAndre Swift? Yeah, for sure. I'm taking Tony Pollard just because of his availability. Right? The best ability of any NFL player is availability. And DeAndre Swift is never available, man. So I, absolutely, I'm taking, I'm taking Tony Pollard at all points, and you know, and that's a good question: is who's he better than, and who would you take him over? You know, and think of it this way, right? Tony Pollard, even with his limited touches, and I'm just going to throw a couple names out, guys. I mean, and you got to think about it; he's rivaling these guys. Would you rather have Tony Pollard with his productivity, knowing what he's putting up after the fact, not guessing, but Tony Pollard or Josh Jacobs? Right. Pretty close. I mean, they both had huge games. You know what I mean? So, I mean, what do you do there? Right. What about Tony Pollard and say even somebody like, I don't even, I can't even think of another guy close to him. You know what I mean? He's, he's up there guys. Yeah. Dalvin cook. I think I take. Yeah. He's, he's right up there with Dalvin cook. He's right up there with Leonard Fournette. He's also with Ramonde Stevenson. Well, you know, this guy's in that I gotta mix. I got to say this, though, right? But And in all fairness, the the second tier of running backs, especially this year, is much lower than the first tier. And there's guys in that first tier sometimes that are hanging around there just because their name's still a little bit, but they're not really producing. But I get it. But it's just like running backs, I think, overall in general this year have underperformed. So guys who are having decent years, those look better this year than they would have years in the past. Does it make sense what I'm saying, mm-hmm. guys? Yep. You know, so I think his his stats this year make him look a lot better. But he's, I mean, man, they just got to get this guy the ball. And unfortunately, Zeke being there, I just don't know how what his ceiling will ever be. They just got to get rid of Zeke, dog. Get rid of Zeke. 
But for sure, give me Tony Pollard right now, rest of the season over Najee Harris and Alvin Kamara, two guys that were taken in the first round by far ahead of Tony Pollard. He's just proving his worth. I mean, they were really trying to kill the clock against Minnesota and he had an 80 yard receiving touchdown. So I'd probably take him over Dalvin Cook at this point, too. And yep, for know, sure. Even if Joe Mixon was healthy, I'd probably take him over Joe Mixon, too. Because Joe Mixon, yeah, the only reason shit except for one or two games. That one big game. That was it. Yeah. Well, good point, guys. Good start. T. All right. Mine must start for week 12. Don't want to cheat here and give you two guys, but I think these guys are just trending up on offense that's trending up in a matchup that they can totally take advantage of. And give me Rashad White and Chris Godwin from the Bucks right out of a bye. Chris Godwin is already getting targeted like a monster. We know Mike Evans is going to be Mike Evans. He's going to get those big plays in the in the end zone looks. But Chris Godwin is just a PPR nightmare. And hopefully, you know, this is and for all of our listeners who are in PPR, you know what I'm talking about. Chris Godwin can get you he's getting 11 10 to 11 targets every game, turning those into seven catches. The yardage is going to go is going to get there and the touchdowns are going to get there. He caught his first touchdown the week two weeks ago, right before the bye. So, you know, he's going to have that positive touchdown regression. And Rashad White. Now, they say that Lenny is, I guess, healthy-ish because he can play. There hasn't been too many practice reports because they're coming out of a bye. But there's no way he could be 100% healthy from a hit pointer that he got 10 days ago. So I would say you got to give the kid some run. Rashad White has looked more explosive. He can catch the ball. He's able to do more with the minimal amount of holes that they're opening. And Rashad White is their first 100-yard rusher since week one when Lenny did it. So I'm not saying that it's going to be Rashad White taking over this backfield, but I think if there was ever a game where he would shine and he would get the majority of the carries, it would be this game, especially against the Browns, who their defense right now can't stop a nosebleed. You can do it in the through the air. You can do it through the ground. And I'm just going to say both their ground attack and the air attack is going to be Rashad White and Chris Godwin. Plus, we're dealing with DeForest Brady. DeForest Brady's getting that ball out. He's got he's got something to prove. He's married to the game now. So give me inspired Tampa giving it to the Browns with Rashad White and Chris Godwin going off. Yeah, it's a good point, Bombo. I do want to say that Rashad White probably is the better, safest bet right now because you know, everything that I've been hearing about Fournette coming out with his hip and everything is they're saying that it's still really pretty sore for him. So he's not 100 percent. I I would bet that he's probably closer to 75 to 80 percent. And that's going to limit him. I You know, he's a baller. He's a gamer. He's going to do it. But I don't know how effective he's going to be. And before he got hurt, we saw Rashad White with limited touches being much more of an effective and efficient runner. So I like me some Rashad White. I think he's going to be the big guy that's going to shine this week for them. Yeah. All right, guys, 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 guys. You're just not listening to the king, man. (laughs) Let me tell you how this is going to go. All right. This is the deal on Lenny Fournette. Lenny Fournette can go. He can go 100%. They don't need him to go. The kid looked good. I think what they realized in the last game was maybe the problem with the running game wasn't necessarily the fucked up line. Because you know what? In Houston, that ain't the fucking problem either. Mm -hmm. So they got a kid with some juice back there. Right? Lenny ain't got no juice left. You know what? 
if this kid comes out this week and he balls out, Lenny's hip's going to be fucked up. If the kid takes a shit, Lenny's going to be fine and he'll be back in the week next week. Okay? That's really the deal on Leonard Fournette the rest of the year. Right? And it's it's like we they talked about. You know? I mean, yeah, Clyde Edwards, the lair goes down. Put him on the IR. No, I'll be good in a couple of weeks. No, 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 right. no. Yeah, you're all right. You're good. Yeah, you're <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, we got yeah, you. We got you, dog. When it comes to your health, you can't be too cautious. We're still sending the check to the same address, right? Yeah, exactly, guys. So you you get it now, right? So that's what's going on there. And great call. The only concern with me with Chris Godwin is they're playing outside in Cleveland and what the weather's like. Remember, guys, we got to start factoring in weather a little bit to the fantasy stuff, and it's hard for us just because when we record what the fan the the weather outlook's going to be. But obviously, like last week, Buffalo couldn't even play at home because of a snowstorm. So they had to move to Detroit. So all those things are getting into play. If there's no weather, yeah, I like it, man. All right. Those were your must starts. And sometimes the glass is half empty. And what we mean by that is you got to have some guys that are going to ride the bench. Sit your ass on the bench. Now's not your time. Week 12 has a few of those guys. We're going to go through some of them for you. So, King, why don't you let us know who you're sitting on the bench in week 12? Well, fuck, you got all philosophical on me, dude, with the half-empty thing, and it messed me <laughs> up, man. I'm like, man, all right. I was just listening to you, like, ready to do, like, a <laughs> seminar or something. But, hey, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, man, I wanted to pick somebody on Thanksgiving Day. Too bad it had to be a must-sit-your-ass-on-the-bench. But you know what, man? Here it is, bro. I'm throwing it out there again. Saquon Barkley. Sit your ass on the bench. Primetime game. <laughs> yep. Guys, I do that every week. I know, man. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I get smacked around a lot. Cause you know what? I got the I got the potential to. You know, don't sit back in your chair like fucking T, like oh, <laughs> yeah, this guy's record sucks. I get it. I get it. I'm willing to take those big shots, dude. You know, you what are I mean? what your record that? says you are. But I land them. When I land them, Doug. All right, I'm saying sit your ass on the bench, Saquon. Look, all I got to say is this. Everybody knows now that the whole Giants offense is nothing but Saquon. If you can shut Saquon down, Danny Dimes is Danny Dimes. He's going to throw 10 to you. You know what I mean? Whether it be 10 points or 10 fucking attempts at throwing picks. He's just, he's Danny Dimes, Doug. So they're going to shut him down. Cowboys got a pretty good D. I think they'll be inspired at home. I think they they came off a pretty good trouncing of Minnesota. I think that they're, they're ready to get a few days off of practice. And the incentive is to beat the shit out of the Giants. And they're going to go out there and beat the shit out of the Giants, guys. And sit your ass on the bench. Saquon Barkley. Gobble, gobble. Boop, boop, boop. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. <laughs> How about that? Well, hopefully you guys have someone on your bench that can support your running back one role because Saquon's going to be on your bench. So you got somebody that can definitely fill in. T, what do you think about Saquon and benching Saquon in a bad matchup? You know, I'm going to buck the trend with King on this one only because of the fact that that is the only guy that they have. And quite honestly, I'm going to tell you right now, that run front of Dallas is the only weak link in their defense because they're built that way. They, 
they're going to let them run on them, not get those big chunks, but they're going to, Saquon's going to be, it's going to be a hard game for him, but he's going to be getting those five and six yard chunks. He's not going to be able to break away into the secondary and, and get anything kind of big, but that's the way their D is set up. So he's just going to feast on those smaller type of run plays, but he's going to be a little bit effective. I think he's going to be more effective than what King's giving him credit for, but it's a tough one. I can see why King's saying that, Okay, but so, the bread so and butter, the bread yeah, and butter is, is really in their secondary. Let's go. Let's go ahead and clarify here a little bit, guys. So to me, a shitty day is to him right around that 50 50 mark. Because a good day is 100 either way and 50 on the other side. Whether it be 100 receiving, 50 rushing, 100 rushing, 50 receiving. That's a good day for Saquon just because of his ceiling. His ceiling's 100 and 100 plus. 100 plus and 100 plus. That's his ceiling. We all know that. So if he has 50, around 50 and 50, that's not a really blow up day for Saquon, guys. The chance of them being winning isn't that high. So that's what I'm saying. He's going to be around that mark, you know, and that think about it for, you know, a guy like Samaj P. Ryan, that's a huge monster game. That's a hundred yards fucking, you know, total. Right. So, but for Saquon, that isn't. So let's just clarify there, but I think he'll be well below that mark, but I think that's the top 50, 50. And if you want to put him in for that, put him in for that. But I think there's guys that can score more and I don't think he's going to get any touchdowns. But that's just me. Well, the matchup favors King Sit. Not gonna lie. T. Speaking of sits, who you got? Well, I'm gonna stay with the Giants, and I actually had Danny Dimes. He's my must sit of the week. You know, the first time that these guys met this year was week three. I mean, the guy threw for less than 200 yards. He ran for 79 yards, but he also threw a pick. So I don't know. I really don't like the way that they've been playing ball as of late. I don't really. Let's face it. King's right. The only weapon that they really have is Saquon. And it's not their fault entirely. Their receiving core is completely decimated. They're throwing to just some dudes, anybody that they're pulling out of the stands right now. I mean, it's just really a bad situation. But even early in the season, you know, they weren't playing really well. Danny Dimes, to be honest with you, he just does not look good against Dallas. This Dallas D is just for real. And this D's playing much better in week 12 than they were playing in week three. So I got to say right now, Danny Dimes is not the kind of guy that you're going to want to start in your lineup right now. So for me, sit your fucking ass on the bench, Danny Dimes. Well, I was going to say probably the only, you know, it's probably like started in like 2% of the leagues and he probably starts on your one of your team's tee. And you were probably just pissed at him because he took a shit last week. Poor Danny. Three of them. No, just kidding. You got him on three teams? That's mm-hmm. what I figured. Doug. No, fuck no. No, fuck no. No, no. But you know what? He's serviceable. I mean, yeah, not, he's a good to, streamer. No disrespect to him. Mm-hmm. He's a good streamer. Well, and he's very he runs, serviceable. He yeah. gets those rushing yards too sometimes. Exactly. Vanilla exactly. Vanilla. And that's why I threw them... Vanilla Vic. That's why Vanilla I threw it. Big, Vanilla Vic. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, that's why I threw in those rushing is, yards. The other part is, you know what? He he scrambles a couple times, and next thing you know, they show his stat, and he's got like seventy yards rushing. <laughs> exactly. Like, look, he, he eats up like five yards a stride, man. This he guy's does. Like, he's like he an does. antelope or something out there. Dude. It doesn't look like he's running that far. 
I'm just saying. He gets but that's what of- I'm saying. That's that's what I'm saying. Like this guy, we got it. We got to give him a little bit more love than what he's been getting all season because this guy's throwing to nobody. Okay, and man. They've I'm been a, winning I'm games. Gonna, I'm gonna buck your trend, dog. I'm throwing my coconut and my shrimp out there, and I'm gonna say Danny Dimes has more rushing yards on Thanksgiving Day than Saquon Barkley. Ooh. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> call the bookie. Call your gobble, bookie. Gobble, bitches. Gobble, gobble. How about that, huh? Fucking choke on that one, turkeys. Huh? That's, that's Here's a little Thanksgiving turkey for you. That's the kind of quality content that we love to bring you guys. Let me just go out there just to let everybody know. I don't know who the locks are and who's going to win every game this week. But a certain lock in my mind is the Giants are beating the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. I'm just throwing that out there right now. I'm just, I just have a feeling that's Danny Dimes will have a bad game. Saquon will have a bad game. But for some reason, the Giants are going to beat the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. So mark it down. Uh, NFL, right? What? No fucking logic. Right. No fucking logic. Well, okay. I think, I don't think they'll cover, man, but I think they're going to win. I just, I don't, I just, Hey, I've seen it before. There's got to be an upset on Thanksgiving. Right. He's right. I've seen it before. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And they're, I mean, com- they're coming right. off of that big win in Minnesota where they're wearing Kirk yeah, Cousins' chain. Right. They're looking for a couple days off. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm going to stay within the theme of things. And my must sit is coming from a Thanksgiving game. And it more has to do with experience and analytics or whatever you want to call it. The trends. But it's Dalvin Cook against New England. And it goes back to when King told you to bench Chubb going against New England and Chubb was coming off of a three-touchdown game. I think that New England knows how to beat you. New England doesn't believe that Kirk Cousins can beat them. So they're going to have Kirk Cousins try to beat them. And if you look at the, the success that New England has had defensively against the run, They do really well against feature running backs, three down running backs, Chubb, guys like that. And they struggle against committees. So I don't think that Minnesota is going to wake up all of a sudden and then just start giving Madison and everybody else that they have back there along with Cook split carries to try to keep them off off balance and try to keep New England guessing. I think they're going to go with their bread and butter, run, run, play action pass type deal and new England has something for that. They have something for everybody. It's a really good defense. They may not be, they're new. Hey, new England games will put you to sleep faster than Thanksgiving Turkey, but that's because they play the way that they want to play. They dictate the pace of the game against their opponents. Well, I think, aren't they like Washington Bombo? You think like they, they can pressure the quarterback without blitz. Right. You know what I mean? And that's what happens. And that's, and last week, Kirk Cousins was put on his ass a hundred times. Imagine what's going to happen this week, you know, and these guys are just so fundamentally sound on the line play. And I think they concentrate on that there. And yeah, I agree with you, man. I think it's a good call, man. And, and I really do. I think it's, yeah. Dalvin cook. He struggled this year to have some really good games and you know, they need him and they need him to perform. And he just doesn't seem like he's, he's with it there. I thought the new coach would really get him going, but 
doesn't seem like he's he wants to be there or he's not the same guy maybe health wise but and i hate to be i hate to be the guy that says stuff like oh well if you take away that 60 yard touchdown because the reality is that 60 yard touchdown really was a thing but minus chunk plays for dalvin cook he's really just a plotter right that's what he's been getting there and they're not really trying to zone him out so that he can get stuff to the outside or or get creative with it it's really clock management almost what i said too like about running backs, Bombo is they need a rhythm mm-hmm. and they need that rhythm to get, you know, they get two, they get two, they get four, they get six, they get two, then they get 20. You know, he's not, he's never been in a rhythm and their offense isn't allowing him to get in that rhythm that he likes. That's what no, I Justin see. Jefferson gets that rhythm. Yeah, yeah. He gets, yeah, he gets everything, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, yeah. First yeah. couple of throws of the game is all to Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson just to get him in that rhythm. Yeah, just to get you him know. oiled up and fucking lathered up and getting it going. Now, I'm not saying that Dalvin Cook's going to have zero points. It goes back to what you were saying, King, with Saquon. It's just like expected points of what you think he's going to get. His floor is just a little bit lower in these where he might get 50 receiving 50 on the on the ground for 10 points for you. Maybe a couple catches here and there. But, you know, that, that RB1 production that you're expecting, I just don't expect it to come from Dalvin Cook in this game. And it's a short week. No, good shit, Bombo. Good shit, man. All right. We're going to go right into the guys that aren't on anyone's team. The waiver wire, the pick of the litter. So we're going to go through it, and each one of us is going to let you guys know some guys that you need to take off the waiver wire and add to your roster and why. We're going to start off with T. Let us know who you're picking up in the waiver wire this week. All right. So I got two guys out there for you guys to kind of pick apart. So King. You're gonna, I know you're going to probably pick me apart for at least one of them, but who cares? Anyway, my first guy is Demarcus Robinson. He's only 5% rostered in ESPN leagues. Come on, guys. This guy needs to be heavily rostered right now. And why? I'm going to tell you why. Bateman went out for the season. Robinson has become the number one wide receiver over there. Over the last three weeks, he's had 21 targets 17 of those he caught. And last week alone, nine catches for 128 yards. This guy is a flex with an upside of a wide receiver too. So for me, that's a must pick up off that waiver wire and just stash him if you have too many guys. But I would definitely play him in as a flex because he's going to probably continue to be able to get you a lot of good points. My second guy is Latavius Murray. 24% rostered. Broncos cut Melvin Gordon. Chase Edmonds is out with a high ankle sprain. So that backfield really right now is Murray and Mack. Murray's been putting up 17 plus PPR points over the last four games. So, you know, and he had what he's had at least one tutty four out of the last six games. So, if you just need some points, if you just need to be able to plug him in because you got some guys on a buy, Latavius Murray's not a bad pickup at this point. All right, guys, that's my two picks. Fucking roast me. I don't, I don't think they're that bad. Yeah. I mean, I like them both. I, to me, I think Latavius Murray's probably the the one you want. If you're going to get one guy and only have room for one guy, I'd probably go after him. You know, running backs are more of a premium, and he's going to be the goal line guy. You know, sure, he's got a train hooked onto him, dude, and he runs like an eight flat 40. I get it. You know what I mean? But shit, dude, he's ready for, he's getting his AARP in the mail and shit already. You know what I mean? So, 
you can't blame the dude for being a little bit slower, but he's going to get the rock, especially on the goal lines, I think. So I think that's a pretty solid, you know, yeah. pickups. So what do you think, Bombo? Yeah, no matter what, Latavius Murray always has a job. Like, st- sticking with the theme of Thanksgiving, Latavius Murray is leftovers. No matter what, he's, he's always there. It <laughs> always hits. You're right. It's all, it's always, it's just what you need at that time, but it ain't the main course. It's always leftovers. And Latavius Murray has been that guy for Baltimore. Earlier in the year, he, I want to say he got signed off the streets to the Saints and scored a touchdown on a Monday night game. And that's what got him the job here in Denver. And he hasn't let it go ever since. And you know, we already talked about Melvin Gordon having to take an Uber home from the stadium. So yeah, Latavius Murray, solid. You can never have too much running back depth with just how guys go down. Do we? And it really isn't like they could cut him, right, Bombo? No. Because they know what he is he's, and what they signed. You know what I mean? If you, if you don't want him, why are you signing me, motherfucker? He's the deepest in the playbook right now for everybody that they have in that backfield. He probably goes out of practice with a cigarette and a beer yeah. and shit and his flip-flops and you know, walks out <laughs> on the field. Like, Cheers, oh, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Cheers, know, like, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. I mean, I'm just saying, right? I mean, fuck. Add him to the stable. Know. Pick him up. Add him to your stable. Yeah, I think so too, man. Yeah. Good picks, man. So I'm gonna so I'm gonna go with a team that has been up and down all year, mostly down, but the offense has weapons. And if you can get a, a stock in an offense that's trying to find an identity and, and move the ball, do it. And you can get that with Foster Moreau tight end for the Las Vegas Raiders. Look, Waller's out. There's really no incentive to bring him back or rush him back with a soft tissue injury. It's bad enough that he's on IR. Renfro's on IR. They're semi-tanking right now, but what they're really trying to do is see, everyone's auditioning to see who's going to be a part of this offense once McDaniels and that new regime starts bringing in their hand-picked guys. And Moreau just has, right now, like we always say, the best ability is availability. He's the available tight end, the pass-catching tight end. And so far since Waller has been on the IR, he's been the number two option in the passing game because for some reason, not really targeting Josh Jacobs the way that they should be targeting Josh Jacobs. But if you saw the last game against Denver in overtime, it was literally two plays, two passing plays, one to Foster Moreau for a big gain and one to Devontae Adams for a touchdown to send him off. I think he's, I mean, he's just coming off of playing 90% of the passing routes. So that it's not like they have him out there just run blocking. He's just not getting thrown to. Obviously, you want to have Derek Carr be a gamer, sit down, watch film, and realize I'm not finding this guy. This guy's open. This guy's not just out there doing cardio. But I think that they'll get it together. I'm not saying that he's going to be the reason why they win games, but he'll definitely put up enough fantasy numbers at a volatile position to get you something out of the tight end position, especially if you're someone that lost Waller. Goddard or any one of these other guys, if you've been banking on Njoku and he's not healthy yet, pick up Foster Moreau. He's probably available. And just plug him in and see what happens. It, it's better than, and I'll say it again, it's better than throwing Kyle Pitts out there every week. So maybe you're a Kyle oh, Pitts. No, dude. I, hey, I got, I got relief White King from, that, from down. that duty, dog. He's on the IR now. There, now. He's done for the year. People don't have to be stuck with that decision. The decision was made for him. That's, it's what I said, wasn't it? Last yeah. week or the last show or the one before. You just, I, I got to ride that car out. Yeah, right. you know what so I mean? the wheels I fall it. off. I don't like it. And I don't want to miss his only touchdowns of the year, man. You know what I mean? So, yeah. No, no, no. I'm with you, man. And I like Foster Murray. I like what he brings. It's just that offense is so inconsistent. Yeah. And I think they're forcing it a little bit now, and they really want to show that they're better than what their record says, and I believe they are. 
But I think you hit the fucking nail on the head, Bombo, is these are not Josh McDaniels guys. Nope. These are not what the guys he wants to be on that team and needs for his offense. So, you know, until that happens, we're really not going to see the best of all these guys and what they can do in his offense. And I guess you got to give the guy some time and a crack, but I like Foster Moreau too. Well, especially with Waller going to be shipped out in the off season. Oh, he doesn't want to be there. Waller. Yeah. He's sitting in Cancun right now or doing something. You know what I mean? He's, he's rapping. Yeah, he's not hurt. Yeah. Half the time these guys, they say they're hurt. They're not hurt. Doc. They're sitting by their pool somewhere during the day. But can get, get a massage. You know what I mean? Something like that. But not. All right, King, let us know who you're picking up off the waiver wire this week. Man, I mean, obviously, because my teams are just loaded and I always mm. pick guys who never get injured. I don't have to use the waiver wire <laughs> ever. Yeah, just kidding, man. My, I got every team of mine is decimated this year with injuries, dude. But anyway, you know, I'm not even going to go there and cry like I was crying earlier to you guys, you know. But anyway, I, I got a couple guys, and one of them is is a, a a guy, a running back, rookie running back in Arizona, Keontae Ingram, and he was already getting a little bit of run when Eno Benjamin was there and James Conner was out, but. That shit that happened with Eno Benjamin was a little bit weird, and they shipped him out. You know, they basically called an Uber for him, you know, and said, hey, dude, get out of here. We don't want you around anymore. And it elevated this guy pretty quick. And it's not like he's really blown up and he really hasn't had the uh, that those big opportunities. But what I'm looking at is just the history and the history of the guy in front of him, James Conner, who runs very hard. And the teams are sort of seems almost they're diagnosing when Arizona's running the ball. They got a tell. They got a couple of tells. I was watching the game the other night and Frisco was just eating their ass on the run plays. So they are showing something that they're picking up and, and on film because it just seemed like Frisco knew every time they were running. And James Connors, like one of those guys who always gets in his own way. He runs so hard, he's going to hurt himself. And I'm banking on that. And at that point, this kid's going to be the main guy by default. There's really no one else there. So if you got him on your bench and you got him stashed, you know, you got a guy that can potentially be an RB1 come playoff time and really help you out if you need it. You know, especially in that pinch where maybe a guy goes down and you've been decimated, you limped into the playoffs and now you need a guy. You never know what can happen. This guy might end up being the fantasy stud that you need and they ship Connor out. Keontae Ingram, running back, Arizona Cardinals. My second guy is a guy who just got put on a 21-day window off of the IR, the, the season pup or whatever it was when he came in the season. Hasn't played it down this year, but he was a highly touted wide receiver, number one wide receiver in the draft, Jameson Williams. Mm. And this guy, I just believe he just can't wait to get on the field. And I think he's better than all the, the rookie receivers in the draft this year. Chris Olave, Traylon Burks, all these guys who are really starting to show out and really starting to show what they can do and make an impact on their teams immediately. You know, and I think looking at it historically in the last couple, three seasons, we talked about that shift and how it used to be never draft a rookie wide receiver because they never got the run. Now these kids are getting drafted so high, they're getting run at all points and they're productive. Look at Olave. I mean, this guy's going to put up 1,000 yards easy, 1,200 yards easy. 
you know, it's just the way the game's evolving. So I think Jamison Williams is one of those guys. And I think that he has a potential, especially in Detroit, where the team's going to be behind. And especially if he can get some run, I don't think he'll be activated for the Thanksgiving Day game. I don't think he's ready there. But maybe the week after, you get him acclimated, and who knows, man? He might just be ready to go. His injury might not even, it might be way behind him. And they were super cautious and kept him out an extra couple weeks, or they just put him on that window and he was ready to go a couple weeks ago. But they just got to get him up to game speed and a little more conditioning at this point. So the injury might not be a factor, and who knows, man, but draft him now, get him on your waiver wire now before the game tomorrow on Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving again to everybody. But pick him up before the Thanksgiving game so you don't got to scramble for it the following week because he's going to be in the headlines and the news. But those are my two waiver wire pickup guys. What do you think? Stash Jamison Williams on your IR spot if you have an IR spot. This guy's a stud. Hey, hey, I'm going to throw this out there to you guys. With what you see Detroit doing with these offensive pieces and what you see the Jags doing with like the Calvin Ridley and Ingram coming to his own, I think we're a year away from seeing those two teams as big fantasy point factories, regardless of how many games that those signing teams will win. And I think that they can they can support a lot of fantasy players on that team. Hey, let me throw this you know, out there. Let me throw this out before you go, T, real quick, just to say we stay on this Detroit thing. Do you think that these receivers there, Amon Ross, St. Brown, all these guys on offense, Jameson Williams, can they be fantasy relevant with Jared Goff? Yes. As long as it's those two. Yes. I think it's going to be those two. I know there's DJ Shark there, and I know that that, that Reynolds is there. But I, those guys are just filler. They're pieces. just filler in pieces because James Williams. Know, but I, I just, I just believe, man. I think they're going to draft a quarterback this year, guys. Oh, they, I, they, they, I just they, think that they the better. quarterback, the draft class is, yeah, yeah. And I think they're, they're it's going to be a high enough pick where they're going to have to play them, and they're going to either have to ship Goff or talk Goff into being a backup. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if Goff's ready to be a backup. He could be a starter in this league on a lot of teams. But sorry to cut you off, T. I hope you remembered what you were saying. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I really like that Williams pickup. He's coming back healthier now. It's it just going to make that receiving court just all that much better. You know, only because of the fact that, you know, this guy balled out in college. We know what he did before he blew out his ACL. But not just that, guys. Think about this. I know that DJ Chark is, you guys are saying it's a filler piece, but he's starting to get healthy too from an ankle injury. So if you factor in, you got St. Brown, you got Williams, and you got Chark. Chark's a good number three receiver over there. That's a really solid receiving core in the back half of this season. I really like what that's going to be able, the potential there is. And Williams is probably going to become that number one receiver over there for them. At least he has that potential to be able to be able to do that as soon as he comes in. Now, everything that I've been hearing is he's not going to be returning to practice until after Thanksgiving. So we'll probably see him probably in week 13. I don't expect a ton out of him from week 13, but 14 on and on. Yeah. He practiced Monday. He was activated and he was on the practice field Monday. He he opened that window. From what I 
Okay. For yeah, because I didn't hear that. I just heard that yeah. they were hoping that he'd so, be know, here. He's already practicing. They need to get him in game shape, guys. So, yeah, he can't just yeah. You know what I mean? He he's been riding a bike. He hasn't been able to practice in any pads and do any of that shit with the team. You know, because he's on that list. They could, they're only restricted to do so much. You know what I mean? So they don't want to get in trouble. So they got to get him in game shape. And two days or three days wasn't enough because they're playing tomorrow, right? Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. They'll wait till probably the following week and worst case scenario the next week after that, if there's any setbacks with him. And the good thing about Detroit is even if they're not playing for anything, they'll let their guys get run. That's what, that's why we all know who Amon Ross St. Brown is because last year they were playing for nothing and they were just letting, they were just seeing what they got. And they were. Amon Ross led fantasy in points in the playoffs last year. Come on. Yep. Yeah. You know there what I mean? Go. And that's because, yeah, because they were behind and Jared Goff threw for 400. Jared Goff, he could have been a championship quarterback if he had the nuts to play him. Yep. You know, really, he was going off that much. Well, that's going to do it for our week 12 starts, sits, and waiver wire pickups. Bombo for Sweet Tea and RW King. Till next time, we are out. <laughs>